Fuck skeletons. Fuck Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 252. Hashtag I am Richard. Not I am. I am Richard. That's what I'm going with. I am Richard. Yes, not I, I am. I no. am. Just the letter I. The little letter I, the letter M, and the word Richard. Send Richard an instant message. Sure. Oh, until next week, my name is what? We're not finished? Not yet. Not yet? No. I thought that was the end. Yeah. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, the wonderful, the talented, the gorgeous Geraldine Hickey. Thank you very much. And to my right, the also, you know, all right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Uh, big, you know what? Big week in television. Uh, and I'm, I'm surprised by how big a week it's been in television. But we've had huge announcements from some major networks. We had the end of the ratings. We had the close of the Channel 9 studios. Everybody's had, a winner in the ratings. Ev- everyone's a winner in the rating. I love that. I loved how everyone was a winner in the ratings. Yep. Everyone won. Mm-hmm. Yay. Hooray for everyone. Except according to Variety, who had an article saying Channel 7 won. Hands down. Bah. And uh, Right, are you talking about Australian TV? Yeah, yeah, a, a lot of the time. Oh. They talk about uh, TV and entertainment all over the place. Uh, and Variety, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Geraldine, but mm-hmm. uh, the United Nations said that uh, Variety, the uh, entertainment industry newspaper... Mm-hmm. Not the spice of life. Not the yeah. spice of life uh, from, from the US, uh, that they now are the international arbitrators of who won the ratings. Doesn't matter what country country you were in. Variety right. say so. So right. bam. Channel 7. Channel done. 7. Variety have all the chickens. They do. They do. They've got the monopoly on chickens. Mm-hmm. Channel 7 just won for the week? Uh no, for for the whole year. For the whole year. For the whole year? Right. Okay. What did Oh, packed to the rafters. Yeah, packed to the rafters won it. For cha- oh, and the fact that they no longer had Daryl Summers, I believe. <laughs> if you're uh, if if you're just tuning in for the first time, then uh, do you even tune into a podcast? We've never really discussed that. You really download it and then tell your thing to play it. If you're doing that for the first time, then you probably won't know that Box Cutters is all about television. Although I would hope I you would they because would, yeah. you reckon, yeah, you reckon. Yeah. Well, I've told you now anyway. No, no, it's debatable though. Like. Because you can go to the podcast and you might listen to a really funny podcast and then it has other subscribers also listen to this and somehow Box Cutters comes up. And and we do have a lot of five-star ratings in the uh, iTunes store saying even if you don't like TV, these guys are hilarious to listen to. Yeah, I've read that one. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of them, (laughs) not just one. No, No, I read that one. It wasn't mine. (laughs) Uh, well, uh, for those of you who have uh, listened to Box Cutters a lot in the in the past, uh, you might be aware how much work we put into making this show. And uh, I just want to say thanks. We've had a whole lot of uh, of people donating recently, mm-hmm. uh, and thanks very much to to you guys. They're giving five bucks a month, Geraldine, and really? that's helping us out so much. So thank you very much to those people who are doing that. Uh, if you want to donate to Box Cutters, you can. There is a link on boxcutters.net. That's a really good idea. It is. It's it's a great idea because we, you know we we spend a lot of money on servers and mm. uh, and spend a lot of our free time get, getting this done and need to basically pay the bills. Yeah. Somehow. I understand. Uh, that. We don't really get any money from box cutters at all. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've. Uh, I gave you a little bit of my sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it was very nice. <laughs> As, it's not. It's that's not a euphemism for anything, Toby Halligan, <laughs> with your. With your ooh girl, uh, so yes, uh, there's, there's a donate button on the website. Just want to make you aware of that in case you are unaware. Boxcutters.net. You can click donate. Give us five bucks a month if you can, three bucks a month if you can't, or just a one-off subscription if that's mm. all all you can do. Anything does help us keep bringing this show to you. Mm-hmm. And when we say bringing this show to you, we mean things like a review of The Walking Dead. This has been. Much requested by listeners of Box Cutters, and that'll be coming up later on this episode. We've got an I Don't Buy It uh, about, oh, I'm so angry. So uh-huh. angry, Geraldine. Uh, Peter Hitchner will be calling in. Channel 9 Is Melbourne he? News Reader. Yes. Yeah. No way. That's true. See, oh. 
That's awesome. He's calling sorry. in on the telephone. He'll, he'll be he'll be calling in, calling in on the on the telephone. I think he's going to do that while during the ads, given the time that we're recording this tonight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, and later on, there'll be some letters to box cutters. There'll be some pork. Has anyone with written Toby a letter Halligan's about me yet? Uh, yeah. We're not going to mention it though. No, sure we can mention it. That's Geraldine. She's great. Oh really? I was, you know, I'm paraphrasing. But good stuff. No, nothing, nothing negative as yet. Nothing, no. nothing negative. It, you're you're pretty you're pretty safe. Yeah. You're pretty safe Apply for so. for negative stuff because we've got Brett Cropley, <laughs> and listeners love to bash the Brett Cropley. It is quite an you, easy thing to do. You have. I just don't have the common courtesy yeah. to mention everybody else's counter arguments. Yeah. I tell you, I'm just so. Freaking rude. And imagine if they could see his facial hair and the other letters that, that he'd get. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, I, I you sir must oral. have. My vember's over, mate. It's over. You must have the <laughs> thickest skin of all time. It's all I'll, I'll leave that there. I don't, I don't want to promote any more. As always, hate. though, we're going to kick things off with the Box Cutters News. Ah, first up with the news, I think Geraldine Hickey. Okay. Yeah, you ready? You ready? You good to go? Yes. Because there's uh, there's there's big news afoot in the Boots Map backpack world. Mm-hmm. Say backpack. Say backpack. Backpack. Okay, so the teenage actress, uh, oh, a teenage actress, has dropped her claim that Nickelodeon underpaid her for serving as the voice of cartoon heroine Dora the Explorer. Uh, federal court records show Caitlin Sanchez, proper Dora the Explorer name there. Oh, yeah. That's totally... Sanchez. Agreed to just merge... But Caitlin. Yeah. Caitlin's a bit of a... Maybe... A bit of a Degrassi name. Maybe her mum's Canadian and... Ah, oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Mum's Canadian, dad's... Latino. Latino, thank you. I was trying to think of what that word was. Anyway. Uh, anyway, she's... Uh, federal court show Caitlin Sanders agreed to dismiss her lawsuit against the network and its corporate parents last month. Uh, she said... Yeah, why, why did she drop it? What's going on there? We don't know. Uh, but the 14-year-old Caitlin had said she was owed millions of dollars for her work on the show. Millions? Millions. Millions. Did she say, did she say oh... I made millions more, <laughs> millions more, <laughs> like so that. I don't know, but yeah, we d- I don't know why she's dropped it. Whether well, clearly it's because she's a super villain. Yeah, is that is that it? Because if she laughs like that, maybe <laughs> that's all it takes. Be, yeah. Don't actually have to be bad as long as you got a big laugh. Yeah, you're a yeah. super villain. Well, and and you you know asking for millions. Millions. So she's dropped it. She hasn't said why. Hasn't said why. Uh, but so basically, and, is that just saying to Nickelodeon, "Hey, Nickelodeon, feel free to rip off kids as much as you want," or kids exploitation's okay by us? Yeah, is is that is that what? Or have they already paid her millions of dollars, and she wants? And she just didn't check her bank statement. Yeah, or maybe her parents have, mistake. have put it in a trust fund or something for her. What's the answer, Geraldine? I don't know. Oh. It does. It doesn't have it in that. <laughs> I don't in, have the answer in in that article, which is uh, annoying. But it, I thought she, she's only sixteen, so maybe only now. It's on fourteen. The phone. She's fourteen years old. Oh, so she's fourteen. Mm. Right. Yeah. Right. That's a bit young to be uh, out in the jungle by yourself with your monkey. Exactly. That's what she's got. Yeah, she's got boots with her. What more does she? What more do you, do you need? Say backpack. Say backpack. Say backpack. I'm the map, I'm the map, I'm the map. Geraldine Hickey just loves Dora the Explorer. I've well, never I seen Dora the Explorer. All she... of this is going over my head. Oh, really? Yeah. Dora the Explorer, this is this is what I, I discovered today. Apparently Dora the Explorer, quite groundbreaking because it had a, a female Latina as... Uh, as, as bilingual the, as well. A bilingual female Latina as the main character in a children's animation series. I just thought it was groundbreaking because... Uh, because of all the computer stuff, because, because of all of the, the point and click stuff, yeah. stuff. and uh, and so apparently groundbreaking in two ways. One of which is obvious: 
if you're a racist, and the other one, <laughs> obvious, if you like computers. Weren't both of those covered in Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? Yeah, that was a computer game, yeah. not not a children's animation. Are you sure there wasn't a TV version of it? Uh, no. Not. I'm not sure there wasn't no. a TV version of it. Uh, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? Is there a TV version of it? Send us an email, hooray at boxcutters.net, if we don't tell you first. So wait until the end of the show, unless you just want to embarrass yourself. No, send it now. Send, oh, it, send now. it now. Send it now. Send it now. Brett, you've got big news from the worlds of, uh, of Nine and ABC. Yes, indeed. Uh, new shows have been announced for next year. Let's kick it off with Nine and uh, from uh, working up to the best. Uh, Top Design is a new... Uh, Series from Jamie Jury, who is back in the lifestyle television in this country. Uh, what I has, guess he, that means has he that done? His enough? Oprah thing didn't work oh, out he that well. He, he hasn't done Oprah for for a long time. After after Oprah, his uh, his landscaping company won a huge huge tender in the United Arab Emirates, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, or a country in that region. Yep, and uh, and Maybe so Qatar to make uh, some soccer stadiums. That man is just made of money. But Just. he's doing he's doing a show, or is this the show that you're talking about now? He's doing a show on, in America, on like um, cable TV over there. Well, is that's he? for for Harpo Productions, right? Yeah. So Oprah, Oprah's uh, production company. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, yep. she took a shine team. Uh, Underbelly is back. Uh, they've they've obviously milked uh, all of the the crime stories from the last uh, four decades, and they're going back to the nineteen twenties in Sydney, wow. when organised crime in Australia began its proud tradition heritage uh, all the way back there. So, I, I, but it's in Sydney, so we're not talking about Squizzy Taylor, and you know there was a lot of Melbourne stuff. How, back how in those long? Days. How long before we get? Underbelly, Captain Midnight, and, uh, and Ned Kelly. How long before that? I, I'd say next year. You think next, you think next year, 2012? <laughs> They're already <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel, it seems. But what are they calling it? Uh, underbelly Razor. 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 Oh. Yeah. See, again, Razor would have been better for the Ned Kelly one because everybody had big beards needed a good razor. Yeah. Yeah. See? Wasn't it, isn't it that the converse? Don't you mean the opposite? Ah, oh. underbelly non-razor. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what else have they got? Uh, you've got uh, John Clark and Gina Riley coming back together to uh, pr- get to to make a, a new show, new series of uh, the games. This is about the London Olympics. Now, j- now from no, uh, John Clark and Ross Stevenson. No, no Brian Dore listed. No Brian Dore listed there at all. Right. right. Uh, was was he a big writer? He he uh, was on the original the games. He was a big third of the cast. Oh, he was, a, it was there was there were a few more by the time it got through to the end of the you know Nicholas Bell was probably as big as Brian Dore. No, Brian Dore really? was there in the office. It was John Brian Gina in the office. Nicholas Bell just every now and then. Uh, I, I, every now and then when he wasn't busy on the set of MI two. Who? Nicholas Bell. Was he on MIT? No. Yeah, MIT. Really? Yeah. Never saw it. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? I saw the ads. I saw the ads. <laughs> uh, and okay. because Nicholas Bell didn't feature as heavily as Tom Cruise in the ads. That's why people but write much the more, and much, John Woo just fell in love with Nicholas Bell and, uh, and just went crazy. And uh, it's I, all him. Tom Cruise barely appears. And I think the uh, the programmers of Channel 9 have heard the voice of box cutters come to their senses and put Ed Cavalier and Tony Martin into a new show called The Joy of Sets, giving viewers their unique take on television. Tony Hang Martin. on. They're, they're, they've been put into a show coming up against us in yeah. content. Really? Uh, I, uh, I did say on Twitter that I am sick of Andrew Denton stealing my stuff and uh, and yeah, because this is uh, produced by Zapruder's other films, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, apparently it's going to be absolutely great. Uh, Tony Martin uh, said that uh, it will have a less punny title when it actually goes to air. Right. 
Uh, I like that I've, title. I've spoken to some people who have seen some rough versions of it mm-hmm. and uh, have been told that it is very entertaining. So unlike our show... What a surprise. Unlike our show, Tony Martin's actually going to do something Hang on. Uh, good and entertaining. How many, how many five-star ratings in the iTunes store saying, don't like television, these guys are awesome? Why? That's Why? at least. <laughs> how, how many, Geraldine? You, it's like you're directly quoting one letter, one thing. There are a few five-star ratings there, though. I do wonder if uh, that was a late addition, uh, given what you guys were saying about uh, Ben Elton's performance at the uh, upfronts and uh, the the uh, maybe doubt of his future at the network, having well, slagged off Qantas well, I have and to say uh, the, cricket. The, the, doubt, the doubt of his future came entirely from me as uh, as being hopeful. <laughs> Uh, Geraldine Hickey, of course, the, uh, the the Ben Elton defender, the Ben the Ben Fender. Yeah, as, uh, well, hey, there were reasons behind my that's, defense. That's that's true. You sure. love him. And it was cash in for Sorry, uh, but it, I, I think that's just. <laughs> I think that the the things that he is reported as having said at the Channel Nine upfronts, which were jokes about uh, Qantas. Uh, being uh, unsafe, which is A, easy target, mm. and uh, B, an easy target against a major sponsor of the network. Uh, and uh, a- another joke about how crap cricket is, which is uh, the main sport on the network, just goes you to show... Could uh, appeal to a wide audience? Well, he's just... He, he just wide. has no concept of... Uh, propriety, no. really, no. just none, none whatsoever. Ten bucks and he hosts the Logies next year. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, and he won't care that everybody hates him doing it because he just doesn't doesn't uh, realise that people give him pot shots to everyone. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, you, nice shirt. Yeah. Did you wear that tonight? Hey, um, and uh, ABC quickly on ABC. Uh, I, I the most important one is uh, as as we know, Big uh, Red Kerry is uh, heading off. Yes, has gone, has left the building from the seven thirty report. Did you know state loans not coming back? State loans really? being finished up. There'll be a lot more kind of state based uh, stories as part of the seven thirty report, and it is to be presented by Lee Sales and Chris Yulman. Uh Now. Is this like, like, are they breeding another redhead to take over after Lee Sales in, in 15 years? Is that just well, how, is it always going to be a redhead in the chair now? Chris Ullman's there as well, though. Uh, yeah, he's only going to be doing spots from Canberra. And as we know, really? nothing good ever happens in Canberra. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was aimed directly at Toby Halligan, no response whatsoever. I, I think it'll depend on uh, how quickly Lee Sales decides she wants ALP pre selection. Isn't that oh, uh, traditionally uh, yes, where yes. they go? Yes, that is uh, that is traditionally where hosts of the seven thirty report go, hmm. uh, and ABC news readers in general. I think that is uh, yeah, that's that's natural. Okay, so six years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Six, six. So, so the the women have got to do it quicker because uh, they they their looks are so oh. much more important as far as their success goes oh, for them. I. I don't make the rules. Oh, I'm just you don't stating make the rules. I'm, you know, I am stating the obvious. You know, Nelly Thomas is going to be oh. back in a Nelly chair next week. Brett, I'm not making the rules. I, she is I don't condone it. Deck I you. disagree with it. I disagree with it outright. So why bring it up? Well, but it's a it, you've got to have I, fuckability as to to quote a uh, a Channel Nine uh, news director. When did he say that? Uh, when this was uh, as part of as part of the uh, evidence coming up with uh, one of their newsreaders taking action against them for wrongful dismissal, mm-hmm. yeah, back in uh, b- b- back in the day. Back if you read who, if you read Who Killed Channel Nine, uh, you'll, you'll get the, you'll get the whole, whole well, lowdown. It's, it's, only about, it's only about three years ago, three and a half years ago. You said you said with a name like that, she'd be better at SBS, maybe. Uh, yeah. Wow. It was, uh, I can't remember anymore. Was it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Can't think of a cert- Ka- first name. Ka- starts with the Kurt Kathleen or something. But by you mentioning it, it gets on people's minds. It does. And they think it's an issue. And then they think no, that's the thing. It's an, it's the, an industry no, issue. It's not something that I agree And then with. they think that's what Brett thinks. And mm. then they write letters in saying, I can't believe Brett thinks that. And you're going, I don't think anything. <laughs> and they're going, 
uh, Hopefully, I've, I've protested enough so that people don't. Yeah. And I'm worried that I'm, away with that I'm not defending, not being defensive enough because I'm just I'm just dumbfounded that you would even say, even bring it up. I'm and just, uh, and I, I will vouch for the fact that you don't think anything, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, ha, have you ever wondered? Oh, sorry. I also wanted to say what. Uh, that on the ABC uh, press release for all the big shows that they've got coming up next year, uh, all of which I can't be bothered uh, mentioning or remembering, they mm-hmm. do not mention Outland. And I'm wondering if really? it's because they That's mentioned because it, it was the greatest last year. Uh, show of 2010, I believe. Yeah, they, they did mention it this time last year, saying, coming up in 2010, Outland. And, oh. uh, and of course, that's not going to start until next year. Uh, but then they didn't mention it. It's weird. ABC publicity department. It's just their, their self-sabotaging ways. I think they're too spread out because they got you know they're in Brisbane and they're in uh, and they're in Sydney and they're in Melbourne and and they're in Perth and they just they don't have good conferencing equipment. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have either of you ever wondered what's happening with television in the World War Two Axis countries? Yes. Good. No. <laughs> what's happened good. to TV in Germany? Josh? Well, well. Geraldine, you're lucky that Box Cutters is here to fill you in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Germany, I'm going to get to later. Italia Brand. just has lots of uh, booby women. Yeah. Because not. Berlusconi owns all the networks. Starting with Japan, though, uh, they, much like World War II ally, the UK, and fellow Axis country Germany, uh, and we'll get more of them later, uh, they also have a licence fee for television owners. So that means if you own a television in Japan that is capable of receiving NHK channels. Uh, there are two of them. New Hong Kong? Sure, why not? Uh, Nippon something or other. I don't really speak Japanese except for Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Mushi mushi. Oh, it's, did you just pick up your phone? Ichi ni sanji. And party nikimas. Hi. Uh, Hi. Anyway, so if, if you do own a, a television in Japan, you have to pay the equivalent of, uh, it's about, on today's exchange rate, about 33 Australian dollars every two months if it's set up to receive oh, NHK channels. Is that every two months or twice every month? Every two months. It's a months. bi-monthly charge, isn't it? It's, it, is, it is a bi-monthly charge. I read it the other way. Are you sure it's yeah, you every would've. two months? <laughs> No, 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 not, not yeah, the sexual I'm, way. I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's every two months because in doing the research for this bit, I actually went to the NHK website uh, to the English translation so like, page and on their table, they, you, can, you can pay by... Can something. I finish? You asked me the question. Just, just let me finish. Just let me finish. Let's go on. Uh, you, can, you can pay uh, bi-monthly or you can pay every six months or you can pay uh, 12 months. Annually. Well, they say every 12 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you pay... Because Jap- Japanese don't have a word for annually. No, probably not. If you pay every every six months, mm-hmm. uh, you can... It, it's about three times the bi-monthly fee. <laughs> right. That's right? a long explanation. Yep. Also, bi-monthly means every two months. Or well, does it? Yeah, it does. It really does, Brett. It really does. So, so it's it, twice a month. Usually you'd just say fortnightly. Yeah. At least one million TV owners are not paying what are known as the reception fees. Uh, At the start of this month, being December, NHK notified two households in the Tokyo area that the broadcaster would start civil proceedings if they weren't forthcoming with their payments. So So that's a a lawsuit, essentially. So they still get the reception? They still get the reception. They just are required to pay a fee. That's what happens in the UK, it's what happens in Germany, it's what happens in Japan. They shouldn't be taking civil action. Well, here's, this like is in, what... in the UK, the sheriffs come around. This is the thing. It, it is the law in Japan, but it's the, the law that was largely uh, upheld by the citizens until until recently. And, uh, and, and so there weren't really any punishments that they could have by law. Uh, against these people, so so two households are. Uh, this is in, so you've got t- somebody like Akno Tokyo. Yeah, so two households in Tokyo are being sued, or have been warned that they may be sued if they don't pay soon. Uh, and at the same time, they filed for the rights to seize the assets of twenty-four people throughout Japan, who combined owe the equivalent of one thousand bi-monthly payments. So they owe. So these twenty-four people 
owe about $33,000. Is that right? What was it? $330,000. See, now I can't remember. I may have missed 500 this. months worth. Yeah. It's a, a, a lot. It's a lot that these... How much do you have to pay in the UK? I didn't realise you had to pay money in the it's UK like, to watch TV. Yeah, you've got, you, you've got to pay a licence fee. It's like and that money years. goes And that money goes to the BBC, and that's how the BBC actually can afford to make such great so content. Uh, and Coming up on BBC Because it can't be seen just to be having TV paid for out of the tax income. Right. And so while there are a number of people unhappy with the state of NHK at the moment, uh, this latest action is, is quite a shock uh, because there were no punishments before. Uh, and I'll, I'll put some links up on the website to uh, the pay scale uh, table that NHK have on their website. And also the, the Wikipedia page has a pretty good explanation of what goes on in Japan. Meanwhile, over in Germany... Their publicly funded network, ARD, was due to axe its Monday night documentary schedule until filmmakers, politicians and also commercial TV groups hounded them into changing their minds. So this is everybody just getting on the back of... It's like if the ABC said, oh, that's it, we're not having Four Corners anymore. And, uh, And all of Australia just went... You what? It's like sending nuts to the government. Could you imagine? Could you imagine the deafening silence that would happen in Australia if Four Corners just stopped? There, there would be, be de- no. There would be nothing. No. There would not be an outcry. People would just go. Yes, it would. Oh be. well, there'd be something else new. Except they'd be tricky about trying to cover over that they'd uh, not started up again. So I was they'd, on they'd... Four Corners once. I'd have something to say about it. Were you? Mm-hmm. Were you? Was it more or less of you than on the librarians? Uh, I don't know. I actually didn't watch it. <laughs> See, four corners. No one would. No one would care. No one would care. I love four what was corners. The story. No one would care. Brett, was, you was know what the story was? A nice queen. Brett, you know what the story was? The story was we're running behind already. Oh, That's what is. the story was. Yeah, Geraldine Hickey that on how box cutters running behind already. Prescient for yeah. four corners episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so instead of cancelling the lineup altogether, the documentaries are now going to air later on a Monday night, so they're not going to be uh, there on the primetime slot. They'll be later on the Monday night. That was a much more interesting story before all the interruptions. And before you fell off your chair. And before I fell off my chair. And that <laughs> is the Box Cutters News. Hi, this is Jim Shembury from The Age Newspaper. Just telling you all to listen to Box Cutters if it's the last thing you do. Josh, Brett and John are the most informed, entertaining, funniest guys you'll ever hear over a pod. I still don't know what podcasting is, but apparently if you go onto the ARPANET, you can you can get it. The ARPANET. Oh, the internet! I'm sorry. That was the old word for it. Yes. Box cutters. Listen up. It's great. Daddy! Daddy! Carl. Carl. I found you. Daddy, I got this son of a bitch! I'm gonna smack him dead! He say something? I thought I heard him say something. You got me, Carl. Son, you know they don't talk. He missed them. What's the bandage for? What? What kind of wound? You answer me, damn you. What's your wound? You tell me, or I will kill you. That bandage changed now. It's pretty rank. What was? The wound. Gunshot. Gunshot? What else? Anything? Gunshot ain't enough. Look, I ask, and you answer. It's common courtesy, right? Did you get bit? Bit? Bit. Chewed. Maybe scratched. Anything like that. No, I got shot. Just shot, as far as I know. This place. Fred and Cindy Drake's. Never met them. I've been here. This is their place. It was empty when we got here. You shot that man today. Man? You weren't no man. What the hell was that out your mouth just now? 
It wasn't a man. You shot him in the street out front, a man. For him, you need glasses. It was a walker. Hey, mister, you even know what's going on? I woke up today in the hospital. Came home, that's all I know. But you know about the dead people, right? Yeah, I saw a lot of that. Out on the loading dock, piling trucks. No, not the ones they put down. The ones they didn't. The walkers. Like the one I shot today. Because he'd have ripped into you. Try to eat you, taking some flesh at least. Well, I guess if this is the first you're hearing it, I know how it must sound. They're out there now, in the street? Yeah. They get more active after dark sometimes. Maybe it's the cool air or... Hell, maybe it's just me finding that gun today. But we'll be fine as long as we stay quiet. Probably wander off by morning. Well, listen. One thing I do know, don't you get bit. I saw your bandage, and that's what we were afraid of. Bites kill you. The fever burns you out. But then after a while, you come back. Seeing it happen. And that is our introduction to The Walking Dead, the latest uh, series on uh, cable channel AMC in the US. Uh, This is based on a comic book series where uh, the sheriff of a small town in Georgia, just outside of Atlanta, uh, is shot and wakes up in the hospital to find that the zombie apocalypse has come. Is it a new comic book series, or has it been around for a while? It's been around for a few years, okay. uh, and uh, you know it's it's an okay it's an okay comic book. I've read the I've read the first couple of uh, of issues of of the book, and uh, I have to say the first episode of The Walking Dead is way more tense than uh, than the the start of of the comic book series. I don't know how it strays and where it goes from from there. Uh, but that first episode that we just heard from, and I, I, I cut bits together to try to edit out a lot of the silence. There are huge silences in it uh, that just add so much tension to it. And there's, there's a, a long part where there is absolutely no dialogue uh, to to start with. Uh, there's just no dialogue. We just have to see what we see, and what we see at the at the start of the series is. Uh, is is it gory? I'm still yeah. lost where that bit at the start is from. Uh, doesn't matter. Is it a six-parter? I don't know, and it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter where that bit at the start is from. Uh, it just it, it sets the scene. But it's really gory. It's it can be pretty gory. Mm-hmm. It, there there are some pretty because the thing about these uh, these zombies is a they're not called zombies. At no point do they say the word zombie. Mm. They're dead walking people. They're dead walking people. Is that what or they walk, walking dead people or walkers, walkers or right. geeks or but never zombies? And I don't know why. Is, is the the word zombie uh, trademarked? Can you know? Can, can only uh, like some bubblegum living dead? Can, yeah, it's. I, I don't even think they're zombies in in living. I don't think they're called zombies in Living Dead. So. Uh, or, or is it because like it's in a world where people aren't? No, maybe they've just made a, a conscious zombies. decision not to use the word zombie because they don't want to be associated with all the other zombie films. Yeah, but they're, they're clearly t- zombies. To be to yeah, be realistic, to be realistic, if if you saw a, a, a Walking Dead person outside right now, Geraldine, I would poo my pants. Right, <laughs> and and then you'd run back inside and say, "What was outside? A zombie." Right. So I, you know, I, I think it's it's a little bit unrealistic that nobody even goes, "Hey, so what's with all these?" Z- hey, don't say it. Yeah. What about this? Z- don't say it. Uh, and may- maybe it's maybe it's like a cultural sensitivity thing because zombies is a, a voodoo ritual scenario. Uh, but it's anyway. Maybe they've I've, trademarked it, it, the Walker's name. Maybe they're trying to make a new thing yeah, that they maybe. can. Well, make a buck off. see, and and I I, I would have loved it if uh, if Chuck Norris. Was a zombie, <laughs> and uh, and and that would uh, you know that would add a, a lot of joy to to my life. But uh, essentially, that's that's all you need to know for the setup to the story. Sheriff gets shot in the line of duty, wakes up in the hospital. 
zombie apocalypse has happened. Which was very 28 days later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly the same thing. This guy's been out for a while, wakes up, suddenly he's, he's recovered enough to be able to, to be but awake and, and walk out of like his that? bed. Are they? Uh, no. Not, uh, no. Not, uh, not, I've watched two. Not of Living Dead just starts. It just... It just starts. This couple are in a graveyard, and there's a dead person walking around. That's, dead set starts in the Big Brother house. Uh, but but I, I I think of this as a Day of the Triffids opening. So 28 days later, to me was a Day of the Triffids opening. This is a Day of the Triffids opening, where someone is in a hospital, and that's why they're isolated from from everybody else. Uh, the it looks like it might be a week or two, but they they talk about months having passed. Yeah. And and it's, I, I have to say, the first episode just grabbed me, and and sucked me in, and there was so much tension in it, and it was so stressful, and it was really great horror television. And now I've seen five episodes, and I cannot be more bored with the series. Really? really? Yeah. It is a schnorfest because it starts off the, uh, the the sheriff who is played by Andrew Lincoln. Who you might remember as Egg from This, this Life. Life. Uh, so it's very English with a very uh, Georgia accent. Very bad Georgia accent. Wow. Very, very bad. He was also uh, the, the lead in Teachers. You might remember him from that as well. And, and he's the baddie in... Uh, well, and he's, he's, uh, he plays a big part in Strike Back, which we may talk about soon. Well, have you just uh, done a spoiler no? for us, Brian? No. No? No, no. no. I, I misspoke. I wasn't uh, actually giving any... Impact. Right, right. Yep. You misspoke again. Uh, the, um, uh, so, it's, it's played by Andrew Lincoln. He uh, gets out of hospital, tries to find his wife and child... And he believes that they are still alive and they have successfully escaped. Atlanta is where the uh, Center for uh, CDC, yes, Center for Disease Control, yep. is uh, is meant to be. And so oh, he heads. No, it's outside of Atlanta. He whatever he so he, it goes into Atlanta. He, he's told there's a refugee camp. He heads towards Atlanta. Right. Uh, what did did the zombies eat the phone lights? Uh, Why can't he just? There's call? no power. There's no Nobody's power. No power. Making electricity or no. gas. Nobody's turning up to work, Geraldine. You know what happens when nobody turns up, turns up to work? Nothing gets done. Nothing gets done. Tell that to your comedian friends. <laughs> the uh, uh, so so he he you know he gets into all matter of strife because he's he's a man who likes shooting guns in a world full of zombies who like hearing loud noises and walking towards them. Uh, that's that's pretty much it. The thing is, uh, it it goes from being a horror genre to just being a soap opera drama placating hillbillies yeah it's it, it with it, pickaxes and it just bows. it changes and it changes i think so i think quickly. the fifth episode particularly was poor and i you know what i don't know if i was watching episode five or episode six uh this this recent week but uh, i got through half of it and just went i'd rather be watching something else i've seen enough of this show so the, have they moved away from their camp? I don't like, know. Was it after that? No, no, they have not moved away from their camp. Uh, okay, but there's uh, uh, so so yeah. So halfway through episode five, and I just kind of went, eh, I don't care. I don't care about any of these characters. Uh, it's got the the doctor from Prison Break in it, uh, and uh, and I've never found her to be uh, t- to be sympathetic in any way. Um, I think back to the first series of Prison Break. Uh, Long time. Was that just, the older of the two sisters? No, no. That's the woman who plays his wife. Oh, oh. spoiler! She's still alive. Surprise! Uh, it's it's just boring, and I think this is why Frank Darabont, who uh, created the the series for television, uh, who has previously written and directed uh, Shawshank Redemption and the very very poor but hilariously poor The Fog. Uh, and uh, and uh, uh, wrote a lot of uh, young Indiana Jones. Uh, this is his first go at showrunner uh, for a series, and he's just sat. Does he have some reputation for being not a very good person to work on a set with? I don't know. He's only really done films. That's before. kind of what I, I read, and and that is ironic. That uh, he's just sacked 
the rest, the, all the writers. All the writers are out. And Gone. They're, they're saying they won't have a writing staff. They'll just uh, freelance it out on a per-issue basis. Per-issue per basis. Uh, Frank Darabont will oversee it all. Uh, he wrote the first episode, and it was excellent. If, if you just want to see an hour of great television, that first episode is fantastic. Watch that first episode and go, I really want to know what happens from here on in. But you know what? I don't need to. That's it. Done. That's The Walking Dead. It doesn't have an Australian date as yet or a, or, or a channel. I'm sure it'll be available I've on kept DVD. With it. I haven't been as, as bored to death as you have. Right. I have, clearly. Um, and I'm looking forward to finding out and, and hopefully having some, uh, some resolution in episode really? six. Really? There's no mystery. There's no mystery for me. There's no... Will, there they, will they survive? We, won't they know, survive? That, I don't care. That, uh, that audio clip that we played, we, yeah. we haven't seen them since the first episode. Well, that's true. And they, you know what? They were really sympathetic characters. Everyone else can get staffed. But those two, I just I wish the best for them. Are you one of those that follows the answer? Pepsi is putting coke into their ass. I can talk as much as I want. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and I'll go down on you. Look, just very quickly, very quickly, I don't buy ING Direct. Okay. ING Direct. ING Direct are they're kind yeah, of a bank, independent bank. The yeah, well, Bill Connolly did lots of their advertising. Big Dutch company. Uh, are they, they big Dutch company? Yes. Okay. Uh, they, uh, they they seem to be not a bastard local bank. What part of just quickly means? Go on, Brett. You say everything Go. that I say. So ING Direct, uh, they're they're a, a, a savings bank, or, or they were. There's been a, a series of ads recently where they have an orangutan. As their mascot, but a very weird looking, very weird looking human orangutan, almost like those uh, th- those people from that uh, Neanderthals show or whatever that was called. Cavemen, sure. Uh, I like Neanderthals better. <laughs> uh, anyway, so so the the ad I saw this morning while while I was at the gym was the orangutan reading a newspaper saying, and the headline on the newspaper is, "Banks charge more fees, so go to a free fee bank." Or, or do your banking fee-free, which is very hard to say, go to ING is, is, the, is the message. Uh, the problem is this is running parallel to a series of ads saying ING is becoming one path, an ANZ company. Yes. ANZ, very large bank. So ING are now running ads against their themselves to, to like the, an the monkey ones have a very orange theme That's to true, them yeah. overall, and one path one path is green. But yeah. but the the ing ones are saying banks are evil, and then ANZ are saying we've just bought ing. They should wow. pull those internationally produced ads. So I thought you didn't buy it because of the weird orangutan, because that's why I don't buy it. Uh, weird that makes thing. no uh, sense at all. Yeah, the orangutan is, is just is just weird. Uh, but Makes it, you think, though. It, of how easy it is to replace Billy Connolly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy it. Hi, I'm Ryan Shelton, Box Cutter's favourite ever guest, and uh, I've really enjoyed myself on Box Cutter, so listen as much as you can, because um, I'll be having it on loop on my iPod. So we wanted to bring this to you live, but there was a, a big mix-up in, uh, in communications as far as times of telephone calls. Uh, Brett, you and I were expecting Hitch to, to call at, at one time. Uh, Hitch was expecting us to call him at another time. I think we were cursed by Queensland not having daylight savings. Yeah, that's probably not it. But uh, Peter Hitchner, uh, excellent Channel 9 newsreader and all-round nice guy, uh, spoke to us on the phone about uh, a, a new technology and uh, uh, particularly about this uh, this thing that he is doing on Tuesday night with Peter Overton, uh, where they are going to be answering questions from people on their Facebook page. Uh, Hitch, a, a lot of people don't know this, but Peter Hitchner is a massive Twitter user, and so he started off telling us uh, how much he loves Twitter. Oh, it's fun, isn't it? I, I've become hopelessly and hideously and incredibly quickly addicted to, to Twitter. But when you say addicted, are you addicted to, to concert updates or just reading stuff on it? Um, I, I, don't, um, I don't spend too much time tweeting. Uh, no. Look, I tweet, but I, I always think, I think, well, 
I don't think anyone really cares if I'm if, if I'm actually having a coffee in the city or on the golf course. So I don't sort of go into those things that much. Yeah. But um, but I just love it. I yeah. Just, uh, the, the constant the constant flow of information. It's sort of like a stream of consciousness thing. I just love it. Yeah, I love it too. I, I need you. I need you to speak to my parents, Hitch, because they uh, they they still don't understand Twitter, and they're oh, still. Uh, so all I have to do is wake in the morning before dawn and listen to the birds, and that, and that's Twitter in one hit. <laughs> <laughs> the birds wake. The birds first thing in the morning make all that noise, just telling everyone, "Here I am. This is what's going on. I made it safely through the night, and all's well." And it's kind of just sort of like that. Now, this this is one of the reasons that uh, that that we wanted to have you on uh, box cutter this week is because Thank you. you're uh, now tomorrow night when we're recording Tuesday night for people who are downloading this on Tuesday morning. If uh, if people like the Channel Nine News page on Facebook, then they can take part in a, a, a web based Q and A with yourself and Peter Overton. Mm, exactly, and it's such a terrific idea. Um, because it gives the people an opportunity to go behind the scenes to an extent, but also to ask ask people involved with the news well questions about about the job, about covering the news, about that sort of thing. I think it's a terrific idea. Um, many of us tweet and and the nine news Facebook site is uh, sort of cranking up and um, it's it's already in operation, but it, there's more content going on it. And um, it just seemed like a great idea when, when Rob McKnight said to me, look, um, how would you like to be involved? Uh, I said, oh, yes, absolutely, even though I am on holidays right now. I thought, oh, yes, got to do that. And uh, then uh, it, was, it was awkward because of the airline schedules and things. It worked out easier for me to actually go to the TCN studios and do it there. So that's where we're going to be operating from. So, uh, so, so you're going to be filmed... Uh, answering the questions live, people it's can live stream stream. that on the on the Channel yeah. Nine website. They can ask their questions on the Facebook website. Yes, and I, I and think that's how it works. It's complex, isn't it's, it? It, it? It is. It is complex, but it is a, a quite a, a novel idea for for Australian TV, definitely. Mm. Uh, but the, the reason that it just it struck me so much with you is, is because you do give so much to the community, and you give so much to uh, to your viewers. Uh, is is this a? I mean, this is just a, another chance for people to find you more accessible. Do you ever wonder? Do, do you ever worry that you're going to become too accessible? <laughs> oh dear. Um, look, I think I just think in this day and age, um, we're all grown ups, and uh, you know, there's, there's you know, it, it, it's a big connected world, and we. And part of the fun of it all is being connected. And um, uh, I, d- I don't know, maybe people will have too much of a good thing, but <laughs> but, uh, but actually I, I just love it because uh, we're in the community and it's a way of uh, demonstrating that and it's a way of connecting to the community, finding out what people are interested in, uh, talking to them. That's that's the great that's the great beauty of it. It's it's much more democratic now than it was. It's not just a signal coming out from a from a TV station. Which you know, which it still does, but there's there's other ways of people being in touch and being heard and interacting with us. I just think it's terrific. I love it, and um, uh, you know, hence hence being on Twitter and and I think the, this Facebook Nine um, MSN initiative is is really quite novel, and I, I'm hoping we're going to get some in, some interesting questions, and it'll be quite fun dealing with them. I think. And maybe you're like me, and you're just a sucker for attention, and you'll find any which way to get it. <laughs> well, Geraldine, here's the thing: we all do like to be liked, don't we? Absolutely. Almost. Unless we have, unless we have some kind of hideous <laughs> personality defect. <laughs> uh, my hand is up. My hand is up, Hitch. <laughs> <One of those. laughs> but, but you know, it's it's just part of the human condition. We all like to get on with each other and be friends, and you know, sociable and things and. I just think it's terrific, and may, maybe there isn't. Maybe there is an element of, of look at me, notice me. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I guess it, for you, it's more about finding out about what other people have to say as well. Oh, very much. Yeah. So. Yes, very much so. I don't know that it. You know, I, 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 it's not just a. It's not a, just a cynical exercise in pushing the brand. Mm. Obviously, we hope that people like the brand, and obviously, we hope people like our product, and we work hard to, you know, to 
to find an audience, to meet an audience, and to, you know, to have them like what we're doing, have, our, have what we're doing be relevant. But it's actually more than that. It's just, it's just the fun of being connected with people. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. And it's, uh, I think it's also, I mean, you, you know, from my cynical standpoint, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, you knew that was coming. Uh, it, it still seems like, I mean, Channel 9 are very much trying to change the way that people see them. And I think in the past they, they were seen as quite a standoffish brand. They were uh, seen as uh, being quite arrogant with their still the one uh, slogan and, uh, and being number one, not being able to be, to be knocked down. And uh, I, I think... I think initiatives like this show a humility with Nine that we haven't seen for, for quite some time. Yes, and you know, um, I, I can't really judge how others see the station, but all I would say is, or the network, but all I would say is that I don't think there's a lot of room for hubris in our community. We're much more egalitarian than that, and people are allowed to have their, their moment in the sun and, and their, you know, be well thought of and things, but... It doesn't ever do anybody too much good to to get too carried away with yourself and to get too high and mighty. I'm not sure if that's how it used to be, but it's certainly not like that anymore. And uh, you know, and I think I think going out and meeting people is a, is a demonstration of that, and just you know, being part of it. And I, I love it. I mean, I, I think that's that speaks volumes uh, about about you, Peter Hitchener, and uh, <laughs> more about more about you than it does about the industry. I think. <laughs> Uh, because you know you're, you're a very busy man, and you do uh, and you do love to give back, which is just well, fantastic. I, I'm not even sure that it's giving back. I just think it's part. It's just being part of part of the fun of it all. Part of the fun of being in the community, and you know, just being a, another community member who's very privileged because it's very you know you, you get a, a great number of opportunities to do these things, and if you don't take them up, you're mad, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> And uh, and and just just lastly, uh, this has been your last season as host at the Old Piano Factory. Yes. Oh, look, that. Have you got a few more minutes? I will. I can <laughs> sure. On on. I'm sorry, I've burbled on so much already, uh, but I hope you can you can edit this. <laughs> you probably will need to 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 condense it from the the four, the four or five hours that is quickly coming. <laughs> But the thing is, here's the thing about Channel 9. I went to work, I joined the network in 1973, came to Melbourne to live and work in 1974, and every working day since then has been spent at the old piano factory. And like it or not, you just can't help but love the place and the, the stories about it and the background to it and the, you know, the, the shortcuts and the, and the being able to walk through the building and not get lost, for instance, which takes about three months. All of that sort of just permeates into your brain and into your consciousness. And I found myself for the past five or six years leading tours of the place. <laughs> the, way, the way out in television is quick and fast, I can tell you, but well, this is, as well as news reading. And, and I just love it. And, and so at one stage, again, Rob McKnight uh, from Promos, news, news and Current Affair Promos in Sydney said, why don't we do a digital tour? So that's what we did. So we've done, I can't think how many there are, probably nine or 10 or 12 or something. We just walk around the place, have a look at the things, go behind the scenes, have a bit of fun and share some of the, some of the, the folklore. The, it, it's sort of history, I think, but you know, some of my bits and pieces of information might be slightly wide of the mark, but, but you get a sense of the place. And that, again, is, is, on, is on our uh, Facebook uh, site facebook.com forward slash nine the numeral news and uh, and the um you know the the uh the, those those tours are there and i really invite anyone to have a look because we're moving from there it's gone it's history uh and and it's history that's that's only with us for a very short time so you know nice to be able to share, real privilege to be able to share that with people well peter hitchner it's, it's been a, a real privilege to have you share your stories with us uh we, we look forward to uh what whatever way you present the news next year uh i, I don't are they going to have a desk for you they're going to have a chair know. for you what's what's going to go on i'm not sure <laughs> you see we've 
done it news over the years in all sorts of ways. Once upon a time, they used to have a standing at a lectern, which made it look very believable and almost like the epilogue, you know, almost like a, a minister of religion. Say, Good night, God bless you and you. And then we've, we've had deaths and we've had, you know, the walking, talking news. So who knows what's going to happen next year, but we'll be doing our best to make it relevant and, you know, make it, make it interesting and compelling and, you know, I, See, here's the thing. I absolutely love what I do. I can't help it. I just love it. I'm so lucky. I do a job that I love. Well, th- thank you so much for, uh, for, for spending part of, your, uh, part of your break time talking to us. Uh, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And, uh, and I hope, I'm sorry I've gone on so much about <laughs> everything, but thanks anyway. I got a postman. I have a letter. Did you read it? You're a godsend. Savior. No, I'm, I'm just the postman. The postman. The postman. The postman. The postman. Chad Bow writes, On my blog way back in 2001, I bemoaned the fact that the X-Files had replaced Special Agent Fox Mulder with that guy from Terminator 2, when they could have brought in Special Agent Dale Cooper instead. Could you imagine the possible storylines available to the show when you mixed in a little Twin Peaks mythology, as well as exploring its own ongoing colonisation arc? The show could have expanded on the Black Lodge mystical side of things, which was sadly left unexplored by the cancellation of the series. An opportunity missed. Okay, Chad, here's why this wouldn't work. At the end of Twin Peaks... Agent Dale Cooper is trapped inside the Black Lodge and we know for a fact that he is inside the Black Lodge for the next 25 years. The person that you see at the end of Twin Peaks is very clearly Bob. We know that because we can see Bob's reflection in the mirror. So what you're suggesting is that instead of having that guy from Terminator 2 who was a very capable FBI agent, you put a murdering otherworldly psychopath in charge of investigating the colonization, etc., etc., etc. Is that what you really want? You want Bob? You want Bob instead of that very <laughs> capable guy from Terminator 2? Is that what you want, Chad? Because that's what you're asking for, and be careful what you're asking for, because soon it will all be psychopaths. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah. Is that, yeah? That yeah. sounds entertaining. But yeah, but, have, but, I, have but, I, gone, I haven't gone too far there? No. I've, I'm really, I'm getting the whole gist of, like, he wants these two things brought to, and he can't. Can't get it, but they Cooper's, would have been different if they'd been brought together. No, but Cooper would still be trapped in, inside the Black Lodge. 25 years. What else is he going to do? Flash forward. What's Bob going to do? Investigate why Josie's stuck in a doorknob? <laughs> That's... <laughs> if you watch one thing... That's letters. Yeah, that's letters. Uh, if you want to send a letter to us, you can hooray at boxcutters.net or on the contact us link on the blog. Uh, if I was going to watch one thing this week, it would be, oh, God, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's you know what? It would probably be Community uh, on, uh, on the they, American TV. Is that still TV. getting burnt on Go? Uh, yeah. Oh, <sighs> you know what? Channel 9 are starting to put uh, – they're starting to put – uh, 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 I was going to say Third Rock from the Sun. No, Big Bang Theory, 7.30 Tuesday nights. Uh, I believe that starts this week. Check your local guys. On, on 9 itself. On 9 itself. 90. Yeah. Mm. Geraldine, if you're going to watch one thing this week. Uh, the Armstrong and Miller Show, oh. which is a uh, BBC sketch mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on ABC Sunday at 10.25pm. I caught it this week. And just just by accident, and really enjoyed it. And I think Australians aren't into sketch comedy that much, and they should be. Yeah, a couple of days that failed. Yeah, so they need to. But th- here's an example of of good sketch comedy and how it, how it can be good. Oh, to answer your question from uh, a few weeks ago, Brett, uh, that Mitchell and Webb look without the BBC radio series as the test ground for the it. Mitchell and Webb sound. Uh, no good. No good. No good. No, no jokes. No, just no. Yeah. I, I didn't think the look was as as strong as the sound from the outset. Well, uh, yeah, this this series without the uh, sound backing it up. No. Uh, number one. No, no, they got some got other number crap. one. 
Yeah, they got some other re- replacements. No good. Uh, Brett, if you're going to watch one thing. Uh, I think it might be a little bit painful because it's on Channel 7. It's uh, 9.30 Wednesday night. Where were you 20 years ago? The day John Lennon died. Oh, <laughs> really? Really? That's your one thing? Really? Because that just sounds torturous. It was 20 years ago. Did you watch the, the John Lennon movie on... Um, can, can, I, can I point out two things? One, John this Lennon. Very quick John Lennon died thirty years ago. First. Oh, sorry. Yes, it was not already. Uh, uh, but but is the show called "Where Were You Twenty Years Ago"? Because that's bad. No, the day John Lennon died. Oh, okay. Nine thirty Wednesday, the eighth of December, oh. on Channel Seven. Okay, fine, good. That's if you're going to watch one thing. I, I would recommend not watching that. <laughs> hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table. Mm. Toby Halligan Trotters. Hello. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this week we discussed Peter Hitchner. If you're interested, Peter Hitchner was actually began his radio career in 1965, the year Churchill died, Martin Luther King was assassinated, Bob Dylan went electric, and Goldie, the London Zoo's golden eagle, escaped. A ray I, of I light in an otherwise bleak and unpleasant year. Oh, I thought you were blaming Hitch for all of those yes, things. Yes, that's right. Peter Hitchner's responsible for the death of Churchill. Damn you, Hitch. <laughs> You know, we were discussing Dora. If you'd like a little bit of detail on that lawsuit, the lawsuit was for $7 million. It was claimed that uh, the actress was forced into a bizarre, impenetrable and unconscionable contract, largely on the basis that she was pressured into signing a contract for only $5,000 per episode and only received $40 per day when she was going around doing over 100 publicity events. The company claimed that she was getting to stay in first-class hotels, although, as I think the actress pointed out, uh, Dora, the Dora brand is worth... $11 billion, so it's probably fair that she got a bit more of that. Ultimately, they said they fired her because her voice changed. So there you go. Girls are affected by puberty too. Who knew? We talked about Carbon San Diego and whether or not there were TV shows involving it. There were, Josh. It okay. turns out you're rather ignorant on this subject. I said, were, I said I wasn't sure. There were not only two game shows and a cartoon, but okay. one of the Carbon San Diego game shows was the second longest running children's show, children's game show, in American history, the second longest running. Wow. Um, as well, it was ranked the 47th greatest of the top 50 TV shows. It also won, uh, the cartoon won an Emmy in 1995. So there you go. And indeed, one of the, the game shows won a George Foster Peabody Award. A Peabody, Josh. Right. A Peabody. Uh, sorry, I'm not, I'm not up with my children's game show Peabody well, Awards. You failed as a human being, I'm afraid. I cle- I'll just leave. In other news as to why Josh is a failure as a human being, let's talk about good things enough. that have happened in Canberra. <laughs> Rosemary, <laughs> Rosemary Follett became Australia's first female head of government in the early 90s. In December 1998, the ACT was granted self-government. The legis- Legislative Assembly was created and they finally were able to pick up the bins themselves. Finally... Uh, in 1996, I defeated Wendy Wilkins at the Hawker Tennis Weekend Tournament number 36 for that year, who'd beaten me on the previous weekend. So they're just a few examples of some great <laughs> things. His, uh, sorry, yeah. his, his two more. Yeah. Uh, the t- two good things to come out of Canberra. Yeah. The road to Melbourne and the road to Sydney. Hey! Uh, Thanks to Adam McKenzie for that one. He's been prepping jokes. Uh, Finally, (laughs) on the subject of The Walking Dead, there were six episodes in the first season, which I think is what you were asking before, Brent. As to why um, they don't use the word zombie, there are a couple of theories online. The first is that zombie has connotations of B-movie, and so they want to avoid, you know, the vibe of being a B-movie. The second is technically... Right, they they should have written better episodes then. Well, they should have indeed. But secondly, it's suggested that technically the creatures featured aren't zombies, they're ghouls. Because zombies oh. actually retain some higher capabilities. They're just controlled by, you know, a shaman or an external force, a voodoo doctor, whereas ghouls are just mindless brain seekers. So technically, often uh, creatures that are called zombies in lots of films aren't zombies. They're, they're ghouls. actually ghouls. And yeah. as Michael Jackson very famously said, ghouls don't know how to dance right. That's important. Has no one ever heard the song Thriller? I no guess. one here ever heard the song. It's a, yeah. it's a line in Thriller. Really? Ghouls don't know how to dance right. But does he also assert that zombies do? No, no, he doesn't. Oh, see, there he doesn't. Go. Zombies, too gone. busy, clearly, doing calculus <laughs> to uh, 
Is that, I don't know how much brain activity they still have. <laughs> I think it depends on who's controlling Zombies. Them. Zombies. They're the calculating dead. That's what they're known as. Hey, uh, something big that happened over the week, but uh, it turned out not to have uh, too, too much of an impact, was uh, Michael Venus left as uh, head of news at Channel 9 Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, just, it was announced the day after uh, by... By uh, Channel Nine, I think. Just yeah, saying. and then uh, and then and then half an hour later, they released another media release saying, "And his replacement is uh, this guy," and everyone went, oh, "Okay." Yeah, and uh, one nobody, in, one nobody out. Knew from the uh, news department turned up to the Christmas party on on Tuesday <gasps> night. Apparently, they're all down the Bridge Hotel in Bridge Road. All right, yeah, uh, coming to terms with. We uh, we could have asked Hitch about that if we had uh, been on our game and or get. I, I was being. I, I I was giving him a, a light run. Right. Yeah. Uh, for uh, for those of you who want to go to a uh, TV taping, uh, Adam Hills in Gordon Street tonight is being recorded at the Gordon Street Studios in Elstonwick. If you go to facebook.com slash Adam Hills IGST, you can get yourself tickets. To Otherwise, be in the audience, Rip and Lee. Uh, and also the Trophy Room, the new sports show uh, with uh, Peter Hellyer and other people, uh, will be recording in the Ultimo Studios at the ABC. And if you go to the Trophy Room website, which is abc.net.au slash tv slash the Trophy Room, and, I'm uh, making that up. Listeners, listeners have uh, four weeks to get down for that one. Uh, yes. Uh, what yes, that's about, happening there. about four weeks. And uh, just very lastly, uh, Carrie Bickmore, Oprah, and McDonald's can suck my ghoul balls. Fair enough. What was the thing? Oprah's uh, promoting Mecca's. Yeah, Carrie Bickmore said on Oprah that uh, Australians, rather than going to diners, go to McCafes. Oh, fuck you, Carrie Bickmore. And that Seriously. brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 252. Oh. I want to say thanks so much to Peter Hitchner for calling in uh, and uh, and we wish him all the best with his new studio. Uh, again, if you want to uh, chat to hopefully him... they've got rid of that giant seagull from behind. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. If you want to chat to him, uh, you can on Tuesday night. Uh, go to the Channel 9 News Facebook page. Sign up to that and there are details there on how that's going to work. Thanks also to Geraldine Hickey. Thanks for having me. For sitting in the uh, John Richards chair. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Geraldine Hickey. Toby Halligan. Me, I continue to be Brett Cropley. John Stewart ripped me off over the week. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Box Cutters is produced by Toby Halligan and Josh Canal, with help from Brett Cropley, John Richards and Nelly Thomas. Our audio engineer slash magician is Brett Cropley. Peter Wilson commands our servers to do his bidding. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this show pretty much each and every week. Listen to the greatest radio station in the world on 102.7 FM if you're in the area or else on the web at rrr.org.au. If you enjoyed this episode of Box Cutters, then go to the iTunes Music Store or Facebook or Twitter or something and write a review. Spread the word and help other people find this show so that they can enjoy it too. If you're looking for us on Twitter, we're at Box Cutters Cast and our Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash boxcutters. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or through the Contact Us link on the blog, which you'll find at boxcutters.net. You can also send us an SMS on 0458 288 837. That's 0458 Cutter. Cutter. Toby Halligan, you've been gigging around Melbourne. Do you want to plug any of those gigs? Um, oh, my, well, my next gig's tonight. Right. So, and um, I'm at Death Star Canteen. In, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to hear that. Is there a condolence card? I'm I can. A, is a, that a? I think it's the 15th of December. I think that's a Wednesday. I believe. It's that's, I don't know what. I don't know what that is. But it sounded it's like on Death's Smith Door. Street. Death it's Star sounds, Canteen. Right. On Smith Street. On Smith Street. Uh, and also, Canberra, are you doing some gigs in? Camp? I am. I'm doing the Toganong Arts Centre tomorrow night. That's actually. a great room. Yeah, yeah. So, so all our Canberra listeners get down there yeah. uh, tomorrow night. That's Tuesday night for those. Uh, it might be tonight. Mm. You know, he's definitely going to be there. Uh, how about this guy? Yeah. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Gutters. <laughs>